You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Reds fans? My name is Jeff Carr, and you are Locked On Reds. What's up, Reds fans, and welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is a Thursday episode. We're recapping an unfinished game, I'll be honest with you. I'm recording this while the game's going on. Sonny Gray has just lost his no-hit bid in the most 2019 Reds of ways. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. I got a bone to pick. I got a couple of bones to pick tonight, but we're going to get to all of that here in a minute. Also, a uh, today in why the Pirates suck segment. But first, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. Best way to get it each and every day on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, the Himalaya podcasting app, all of the wonderful platforms that are out there. Also, check us out on Twitter at Locked On Reds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. And we'll periodically play some calls and answer some questions and text messages, all that good stuff. So 513-549-0159. Now, as I mentioned, Wednesday night, Sunny Gray is pitching a no-hitter. He's got a no-hitter going through six and a third, but he's having a little bit of trouble. He's given up a base on balls. He's given up a hit batsman coming into the sixth inning, and then he gives up one more of each of those and only getting one out in the sixth inning. So you had runners on first and second, and then thanks to a flyout to... Aristides Aquino, the runner on second, advanced to third. But that was all a moot point because the very next batter, rookie Kyle Lewis, the man who got his first major league hit, which was a home run on Tuesday night against the Reds, hit another home run on Wednesday night against the Reds. And it was of the three-run variety. Now, here's the deal. I, I'm not, I'm not picking a bone with David Bell. I can see why they left him in. I know it was the third time through the order and all of that all that nature. He had kind of pitched around a walk and a hit batsman as I mentioned before, and he was still making those crazy curveballs. I mean, his curveball was breaking very sharply. I just think Seattle had seen it quite a bit that you know to that point. They were able to lay off of it. But I, I'm not blaming David Bell for leaving him out there. I also really don't have a bone to pick with the whole, you know, oh, he's, he's been jinxed thing. Because now, me as a fan, I firmly believe that I can jinx what's happening. As a fan, and you as a fan listening to this, if a Reds pitcher, such as Sonny Gray, is throwing a no-hitter and you audibly say, oh my gosh, he's throwing a no-hitter. Well, guess what? He's about to give up a hit. 
That's just how it works. Me and you have a profound impact on what happens on the baseball diamond with the words that we say. Now, that being said, like Red's PR and the announcers and things of that nature, it is their job to promote the game. It is their job to draw attention to what is going on in the field, point out different things and stuff. So if they talk about a no-hitter, it's their job. Their job is to talk about the game. And if there's a no-hitter going on, they're allowed to do that. So, yeah, I don't have a bone to pick with that. That's just how that goes. Now, if you're a fan and you're talking about no-hitters, then i got a bone to pick with you, but we're not going to get into all that. Now, the bone that I have to pick is, yet again, the Reds' lineup strikes again. And now, as I mentioned, I'm talking while the game is going on, and this could very well be a moot point, but the Reds' pitchers this season have been phenomenal. An absolutely amazing turnaround, orchestrated by Derek Johnson, and also orchestrated by the fact they went out and they got Sonny Gray, and they had Tanner Rourke for a little bit, and then they trade for Trevor Bauer, who he had a nice start on Tuesday night. But it's been an awesome turnaround to see in this starting rotation, and even the bullpen for a large part. I know here recently they've struggled, but for the most part, the pitching staff as a whole, starting rotation and bullpen, has been great this year. Here's the thing. They've had to pitch under duress just about every time out. We're talking about the Seattle Mariners. We're not talking about the Dodgers. We're not talking about the Astros. We're not talking about teams that are amazing at pitching. The Mariners team ERA coming into Wednesday night was 5.13. This lineup should feast. This lineup should just score plenty of runs. To support Sonny Gray to the point where Sonny Gray can just buckle down and throw strikes. Allow his defense to do the work, to keep him in the game, to keep the no-hitter going, things of that nature. But no, they gave him two runs. They've only given, they've only put up five or more runs three times so far in the month of September And it just feels like every time you turn around, you have a starting pitcher spinning a gym, but he has to because if he gives up one bad pitch, Trevor Bauer had two bad pitches on Tuesday night. Two. He gave up two runs. He didn't leave with the lead. It's just, and I know it's September, and I know by now I should be, used to this and probably not getting mad about the fact that they don't score runs because they haven't scored runs all year. There's been like one or two games, spurts, where they score a billion runs and you're like, all right, great, they're back, the lineup, it's back. Then they go on like seven games in a row where they score like two or one run. That's just, oh, it's so frustrating. It's just the fact that they're playing a team that is far inferior to their station. The Reds, while they're not an above 500 team, while they're not a playoff team, are much better than the Seattle Mariners. It just is. The Mariners are in the beginning of their rebuilding stages. They're cutting everything down. They're starting over. they got tons of rookies playing. In fact, Chris Welsh and Jim Day pointed out the fact that they've had a ton of rookies make their Major League debut this season, and they compared it 
to 2017 when the Reds had 17 guys make their Major League debuts. And we're going to talk about that here in just a moment. I also want to get to today and why the Pirates suck. And another bone I got to pick, but this is about something completely different, not related to the bone I just picked. So another bone is waiting to be picked. But first, a reminder that anything you're craving Postmates can deliver it. They're the largest on-demand network in the United States and offer delivery from all of the restaurants, grocery, convenience stores, and even traditional retailers that you could possibly want or need. For a limited time, Postmates is giving my listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. All you got to do is download the app, the Postmates app, and enter promo code Locked on. That's the Postmates app and promo code L O C K E D O N. Guys, are you looking for some extra confidence whenever you step up to bat? I'm talking about Blue Chew. Check out Blue Chew. You get your first order for free at bluechew.com and enter promo code MLB. It's going to give you the confidence that you're looking for, and your partner will thank you for it. Blue Chew is a chewable with the same active ingredient as Cialis and Viagra. And it's a chewable, so it works fast. And you know that it's going to be ready for you whenever you need it to be. BlueChew.com, enter promo code MLB. The process has you in mind. You just go to BlueChew.com. You fill out a questionnaire, answer some questions from one of their online pharmacy techs. No awkward in-office doctor visits. No going to the pharmacy and waiting in line. And people looking at you all weird. No. You go to bluechew.com and enter promo code MLB. Even comes in discreet packaging. And you're going to get that first order for free. You just pay $5 in shipping. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Locked On Reds podcast today. This is the Lockdown Reds podcast here on a Thursday. Next week, we have a special week. It's going to be different because I'm actually going to be on the road. I'm, gonna, I'm taking a little bit of a vacation heading down to the beach, but I've got a week planned. We are going to be talking minor league baseball. We're talking about the Reds farm system with Doug Gray all week. Well, the uh, first four days at least. And then on Friday, we'll wrap up the week in a wrap-up kind of episode. But just want to get you ready for that. It's going to be a fun week. Doug knows the minor leagues better than any person alive, or at least the Reds minor leagues, that is. He is the most in-tune dude when it comes to the Reds farm system. Going to be a lot of fun chats there, just a heads up. But as I was mentioning in the first half, the, the Reds uh, – struggling with the Mariners and Chris Welsh and Jim Day were talking about the fact that the Mariners have had a lot of guys make major league debuts this year and comparing that back to the 2017 Reds who had 17 players make their major league debut and to varying successes the thing that kind of sucks is that most of them are not with the Reds anymore. Only seven players 
who made their Major League debut in 2017, remain with the Reds. Here are some of the guys that debuted in 2017. Jesse Winker, he's still here. You also got Sal Romano still on the roster. Kieri Kieri Maya, I always say that wrong. Tyler Malley, Amir Garrett, Phil Irvin, Luis Castillo. Those are you guys that are still here. Here's some of the names that are no longer with the Reds, and see if you remember them. Chad Wallach, Zach Vinci, Stuart Turner, Jackson Stevens. Actually, I think he might still... I think he's in AAA. Anyway, Kevin Shackelford, Deck McGuire. He's actually in Korea. He's not even in uh, any American Baseball League right now. Ariel Hernandez, Luke Farrell, Rookie Davis, Alejandro Chassin, and Barrett Aston. Just thought I'd throw those names out there, you know, uh, obscure, obscure former Reds to the max. Shout out to obscure former Reds on Twitter. But that, it was just something whenever they mentioned 2017, I'm like, let's take a look at that real quick. Anyway, that that's what I was thinking about there. And then I mentioned I had another bone to pick. This one was something I heard on the radio, and it was on ESPN 1530. It was Chick Ludwig was t- uh, filling in for uh, Tony Pike for Cincy 360. And Chick made the statement. He said that Jose Iglesias needs to be batting second. And he needs to be batting second instead of Joey Votto. Uh-uh. I don't see it at all. You're looking at batting average. You're saying, okay, Jose Iglesias has a much better batting average than Joey Votto. This is pretty obvious, right? No, 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 no. No. Not at all. No. Terribly. Like, insert Tracy Morgan gif here of him shaking his head a bunch and going, no, 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 no. I, Jose Iglesias does not need to be anywhere near the top of the lineup. Here's the deal. He's got a pretty decent batting average. It's way better than his career batting average. This has been the best hitting year of his career outside of his rookie season. I don't trust it as far as I can throw it. The other thing is his on-base percentage is completely based on his batting average. He's only taken a handful of walks outside of his hits. Which means that his on-base percentage, if he starts striking out, if you put him in the two-hole, you give him one or two more at-bats a game than where he would be in the lineup now. Joey Votto gets on base. He still has a pretty decent on-base percentage, and you want guys who get on base at the top of your lineup. We've been through this. We've been through this with Dusty Baker with his leadoff hitting choices. you got guys like Willie Tavares that he hit leadoff. That's what I'm thinking whenever I'm thinking, oh, hey, hit Jose Iglesias second in the order. No, not at all. And in fact, he even mentioned he's like, they, they need to bring him back at all costs. I don't think, I don't see that either. I just don't. I mean, maybe if he's a fallback option, maybe if it's something that they spent a ton of money on Anthony Rendon and maybe they shelled out and they got Yasmani Grandal and maybe they made a trade and brought in a power bat in the outfield or something of that nature, then, yeah, I mean, if it's like, you know, a fallback guy, I, I don't see him as a priority and I really hope the Reds front office doesn't either. And I certainly 
do not see him as batting second. Just not at all. That's Joey Votto's spot. Joey Votto's going to be fine. He has proven that over the last month or so. I think he's hitting over 300 in that period. And yeah, I know he's only batting 260 and blah, 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 blah. And Jose Iglesias is batting 292 and he's clutch because he does all this stuff with two strikes and he has great batting average with runners in scoring positions. I don't know. No, I don't feel it. Because here's the deal with that. Runners in scoring position is totally circumstantial. It's just not something that you're worried about in the two-hole. And then when it comes to two strikes, you have a pretty decent batting average with two strikes. And even a pretty decent batting average with two strikes is still only batting 220. And if that's what we're banking on, we're banking on him getting to a two-strike count and getting a hit, uh, just no. I don't want him anywhere near the two-hole. Anyway, I've, uh, man, a lot of ranting today. A lot of ranting. Um, let's have some fun. All right, all right, come around. Come around, me mateys. It's time for today and why the pirates suck. And that title goes to Kyle Crick. I mean, come on. You've probably heard, but there was a headline, just in case you have not heard the headline, that the reliever for the Pittsburgh Pirates, Kyle Crick, is out for the rest of the season. He had to have surgery on a torn tendon in his finger because he got into a fight with the closer of the Pirates, Felipe Vasquez. You may recall there was a story a couple of months ago where Kyle Crick thought that Felipe Vasquez was getting preferential treatment, and he didn't like it, and he felt entitled to it. He wanted it too, but Kyle Crick is a middle reliever, and Felipe Vasquez is a closer, a highly paid closer, and a pretty decent one at that. So they got into a fight. They went to fisticuffs. It was a brouhaha in the locker room and their teammates, and that just is so, so pirates. Oh, my goodness. Clint Hurdle's managing style is on full display in this story. He's going to miss the rest of the season. Both players were fined an undisclosed amount because of the fight. And I just, I, you hate to see it. You, you just, you hate to see it. From an organization like the Pittsburgh Pirates. Man. Hate to see it. But anyway, I thought that was funny. And if you you want to, go check it out. There's still some more details in there talking about how management is uh, starting to wonder and be like, well, we need to turn things around. And it's like, yo, there's like two and a half weeks left in the season. What, What is to turn around? How do you turn around unless you just move on from your coaching staff and that frankly obviously as a Reds fan that's kind of what I want them to do but who knows it looks like the logical choice from here anyway that's going to do it for us here on the Thursday edition of the Lockdown Reds podcast thank you so much for listening today if you have not already done so make sure you are subscribed to the podcast hit us up on Twitter at Lockdown Reds and at Jeff Carr 
with three F's and then save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone and give us a call, give us a text, 513-549-0159. Tomorrow, going to try and wrap up the Mariners series as it's uh, the last late-night Reds game, last scheduled late-night Reds game of the season. Who knows, they might have some games go later or you know whatever but this is the last one that's going to start at 10 p.m eastern and starting the game for the reds will be tyler malley he'll be opposing justin dunn another mariner making his major league debut as he will be facing the reds and any big league opponent for the first time in his career I'll be keeping my eye on it. Hope you listen to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. My name is Jeff Carr, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.